You are um, amazing. Like this has been so cool. I feel like seriously, like you feel more <laughs> zen. I do. I do. That means you got the magic. That's what she was <laughs> the first time. She's like, we need to, we need to create a podcast. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know anything about podcasts. She said, just show up and look pretty. And I go, <laughs> podcast to know that they can't see me. And she goes, well, then you'll be good. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's but the last and, little part didn't happen. This is the messy back end, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail. So we're here to help you save time, make money, and succeed. Welcome, thank you, thank you all so much. We have a wonderful show for you today. Many of us spend so much time trying to build a business and build a family relationships that we forget about ourselves. We all want to become the best version of ourselves, but maybe that seems like an elusive dream. Most people find that they are searching for their identity, their confidence, and their purpose. And they even find that although they are successful in many areas, they do not have a fully enriched life. Our guest today, Pradeep Sangha says, there is nothing on this earth that can stop a man who has mastered himself and unlocked his inner force. This is how men experience complete victory. And women too. On our expert segment today, we're going to be speaking with Pradeep Sangha. Pradeep is widely known as the strategist for businessmen and teaches men how to become the complete man. His personal mission is to help men grow their business massively, increase their personal fulfillment in life, and improve their relationships with their wife and kids. He is the founder behind the movement of men becoming mindful alpha males, men who experience complete victory and have it all. And let me tell you girls, this is for you too. And you'll hear real questions and stories from real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. As an added bonus for the messy backend exposed, our expert Pradeep will not only share his experience, expertise, and the tools he suggests to get your backend cleaned up, but he will also expose how to use curiosity to create fulfillment in your life. If you're an entrepreneur with a messy backend and you would like to submit your story or question, please give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of The Messy Backend, brought to you by our digital marketing agency, Lock and Load Marketing, where if it tires you out, you can hire it out. We wanted to take a minute and stop and thank you for being such great listeners. Seriously, we can't do this without you. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us these last two years. We've loved sharing our expert guests, our stories, our experiences, our embarrassing, messy backends, bloopers with you. We've just loved everything about this podcast. And if you love the show as much as we do, we want to hear from you. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform or email us at hello at themessybackend.com. Who knows? Soon we may just have cool branded swag to give out to our top fan. That's going to be super cool. And don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. You can find all 
all of those links at themessybackend.com slash subscribe. So never miss an episode because they're pretty fun. Then check us out on Facebook and YouTube for video episodes. Now on to our expert, Pradeep Sangha, for his expert advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. So today we have a messy backend question submitted by one of our listeners. She says, I woke up one day and realized that even though I have built a successful business and I have a wonderful life, I'm not exactly the best version of myself. Personally, I feel like I've dropped the ball in becoming my true self. How can I find myself and be the best I can be. Deep. Well, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me, first of all, Sheila and Nate. I think this is a really interesting question because I think this plagues a lot of us because a lot of us, especially in the business world, we bounce in between two things, which is performance and achievement. And we forget about the last element, which is fulfillment. Those are the three things that I think is super important when it comes to being an entrepreneur. Those are the pillars that we work off of um, because life is really about enjoyment. It's about living it to the fullest. And what ends up happening, so in this particular situation, from my understanding, what ends up happening is we end up tending to the needs of others, to the realities of others, the expectations of other people in our life. So if you're married, it'll be a spouse. If you have kids, it'll be your kids, it'll be your parents, everybody else around you. And then one day you realize like this, like this person is saying, you know what, who am I? And what, what really makes me happy? One of the exercises that I use with the people that I work with is I tell them to take some time out. So some people even go away for the weekend. And just put aside all of the external, you can say, influences and expectations. So don't think about what your husband or wife wants you to do. Don't think about what your kids want you to do. Don't think about what your parents want you to do. What do you really want to do? And a lot of that time, a lot of times we have to rediscover the things that we enjoyed up until that point. So maybe as a child, you enjoyed certain things. Maybe you had certain interests that you didn't follow up with. All those kinds of things come back into your mind. It's amazing what we block out as we get older as adults. And then when we start to rediscover, I think this is one of the most important elements. And, and this comes from uh, Buddhist philosophy, for example, is curiosity and constantly having curiosity and being almost like a child and rediscovering things. That's the beauty of the world. And when you go back into that element, which is about rediscovering curiosity rather than just performing and achieving, then you will actually start to see different parts of yourself come out again, or you will find new parts of yourself. And I think just to sum it up from that perspective, it's really being able to draw that line between people's expectations and what you really want out of life and being able to be curious and learn new things as you go forward, because all of us have this, especially with social media these days, we have this picture of a life or a business that is painted for us. This is the way it should be, right? You're supposed to have the big house, fancy cars, this much money, freedom, whatever, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's supposed to be cookie cutter, but that's not the way life really is. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with you. I actually just stumbled upon uh, a post the other day on social media, like you were just saying, uh, where she said, you know, growing up, she was always molded into becoming a lawyer. And she, she went to school and did all this and got a, a job at one of the biggest law firms in the type of field of law that she enjoyed in school and everything. And she's six years into it and realizing this isn't what I want to do in life. 
I've never been happy doing this. I've always done it for other people, you know, for her dad, for she's, uh, you know, a child of immigrants and she goes, immigrants or they, they want us to be an exact certain way to bring, you know, goodness and joy to our family. And she's like, but this didn't bring joy to me. And it was a great post, but you're absolutely right. I feel like so many times we just try to fit in this mold of what our parents wanted us to do or what we think is, you know, the right thing on social media. Like you said, the cars, the house, the two and a half kids, the, you know, all of that stuff. And it doesn't really bring us that joy and happiness. So you mentioned for a second, you said trying to find that creativity, you know, like, or curiosity, you know, if what, how can I grow? What, do I have interest in what would you say helps to spark or how do we get that spark of that curiosity? If we haven't felt it in a while, if we've been in that just kind of dead end position of just not feeling fulfilled, what would you say? Yeah, actually that's a really interesting question because it's one of my favorite topics. So my background in the academic world is also an innovation in the corporate world as well before I came out as an entrepreneur. So I'm very much about creativity. I started studying that when I was a kid um, in terms of how the brain works, these inventors, how do they tap into creativity and curiosity? Um, one of the things I talked about was being a kid again. I can tell you having two young kids myself and being around them has sparked my curiosity to a completely different level. Yeah. And so just being able to let go of those pressures, I think that's the, one of the biggest things that you can do and seeing things from a different perspective because we as adults, we are, we are trained to judge we go into judgment mode versus curiosity and exploration. So those are the things that we need to do is go back and actually start to be curious and try new things. Mm -hmm. Again, we get, we get accustomed into things that we like to do and we stay away from the things that we don't like to do. But as a kid, you'll realize they'll do everything, right? And they'll, they'll try out everything. Um, and they'll continue even, even things that they don't like. Sometimes they'll just do it and they'll put a different twist on it. So right. it goes, it goes back to that principle of just trying to be a kid again and, and blocking out the judgment and going at it from a world of exploration and, and doing things differently. Like I'll, I'll give you an example because I'm a big, um, you know, neuroscience is a big part of the work that I do. And, I'm constantly trying to do things differently. Like I'm trying to walk up. Today, I was trying to walk up my stairs backwards. I'm like, you know what? I'm going I'm to see what this in my eyes closed, for example. And the first few steps, I was just like, this is not fun. But I continued to do it. And then your brain just gets accustomed to it. When you have these cool little challenges, that's what makes your brain work differently. The other thing is breaking out of patterns. Because our what ends up happening is we end up basically go, um, working on aut autopilot and it's what we call automaticity and up to 50% of our day is based on just doing the same old routine thing. So breaking your routines is important. Yeah, it's great to have routines and systems and processes. I'm a business guy. I think it's important to have that. Um, but there's times where you just have to say, hmm, I wonder if I do things differently, right? What if I just don't have a routine at all? and purposefully try to do things differently. If you brush your teeth with your right hand, do it with your left hand, right? Uh, so try all of these different kinds of things because you'll see the world from a different perspective. Um, just, another, just another example, like I, when I'm playing with my kids, a lot of the times I'm on my back because we're wrestling and I'll be looking at life differently. 
because I'm so used to standing up and being the tall person. And then when I'm on the ground and looking up, it's like, it's a whole new world. So Mm -hmm. just by visually changing your posture and looking at things differently, you can change your approach or perception and just have a whole, whole different level of curiosity. Yeah. I love that. What you just said about changing your perspective. Um, so I'm a photographer and I shoot portrait, lifestyle, headshots, that kind of thing. And one of my biggest things that I do, and if, if you've ever seen me shoot, which you, you probably haven't, unless you're stalking me, that would be a little <laughs> but no, I do have a few not yet, not yet. <laughs> videos that I have and stuff, but I don't stay in the same spot. Like I'll take a few photos and then I'll move. Even if it's sometimes just a couple inches to my left or to my right or up or down, I want to say, okay, how can I get a different angle? And sometimes it takes several angles and several different perspectives to then get that golden shot, that shot that you see and you go, wow, this was brilliant. This is artistic. This is creative. People go, well, how'd you get that? I go, well, I was willing to try different things. I was willing to get over here and get up in this tree or, you know, lay down over here. Like you want those different angles. Um, and so absolutely what you're saying is you got to just kind of look at life differently. You got to try new things. You got to try walking up the stairs backwards. It's uncomfortable at first because whenever we're doing something that we're not used to, it is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so many times society especially like how comfortable we can be in society these days and our culture and our our livelihoods uh you know we we can press a button and stuff can be delivered to our door in a heartbeat things aren't as difficult now as they were 200 years ago things are easier now and because of that when things are hard or a challenge we want to give up almost immediately we just say oh that was hard and but you'll go back and looking at kids Kids, especially toddlers, I I have twin nephews that are a year and a half old and you see them trying to do things and they will try again and again and again. Like I was watching them last weekend trying to climb up one of those like little tyke slides and one of the ones figured out you're supposed to use the ladder on the one side of the side and that's a lot easier to get down the slide. The other twin was trying to go up the slide from the slide (laughs) And he was getting frustrated and like, especially because his brother kept coming down and kicking him in the face and that type of thing. But the best part is, is he didn't like realize, oh, I need to go do it the same way everyone else to make it easier. He figured out how to make it easy. He realized he needed his shoes and socks and pants off. Once he got those off, he had grip on the slide and he was able to crawl up. And I was like, good on you, kid. You figured it out. You went through the challenge. And it's not like he's going to be, you know, some champion at life now because he conquered the slide. But if we learn and remember from that of like, oh, sometimes things are hard and we just have to try it a different way, we can still accomplish what we want to accomplish. So, no, I love that. Pretty, like, fantastic. You know, one of the questions I really like asking people is, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I think we forget that there's still this future ahead of us that we can do different things. And I love how you said to be curious about things. Um, When people ask me, um, what do I do for fun? I literally have no answer for that. This is something I've spent this whole year. It's all the way into April. This spend this whole year trying to figure out what do I like to do besides branding and websites and, you know, graphics and, and digital marketing and speaking. What do I like to do outside of that? Because that's, what I do for work. It is what I love doing at the same time. 
But what can I do separate from that? And maybe just brushing my teeth with my left hand may be enough to trigger my brain into thinking outside of that box that I've been in. I will not try walking up the stairs backwards because I have balance issues and I will break my neck. (laughs) But doing little things like that different, like not getting out of your routine that keeps you like, I have a routine that keeps me out of depression. So I don't want to kick that routine. Right. Mm -hmm. But changing things up and just doing them a little bit differently, pulling off my socks and shoes to climb up the slide may help me see things differently. It like, is that kind of what you're saying is like the little, it's the little things that you could kind of tweak and change to get a different perspective or what would you say to how people could actually figure out those things that they forgot that they love doing? Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. It's doing things differently and learning. I think that's one of the most important things in life is to continue to learn because that, you know, pick up a different type of a book, pick up a different type of a hobby. When you continue to learn, not only are you keeping your your brain healthy, but you'll find something of interest to you. Um, growing up, I wasn't a big fan of philosophy or history, for example. I was more of a science guy and a business guy. Mm-hmm. But later on in my life, I am just, just diving deep into philosophy. Like it is just something I absolutely love. And I never thought I would have loved it had I not just, you know, come across a couple of things. So I think we we can easily surprise ourselves when we find that one thing. And my I'll give another example. My wife, she's a nurse practitioner and she works with cancer patients. But she just recently fell into what they call functional medicine, which is more about, you know, finding the root cause of the issues, your diet, all that kind of stuff. And she is just like, it's it's like a whole new fire has started for her because she was about to fizzle out in the cancer world. She's like, I don't know how much more I could deal with this. And now it's a whole different aspect for her where she's like, I can help cancer patients from a diet perspective to even prevent, you know, them from advancing in their cancer just based on what they're eating and their lifestyle and doing all this kind of stuff. So it's important to kind of unturn or over turn over the rocks because we, you will find something that you are passionate about guaranteed. Right. No, that's, that's fantastic that she kind of realized that and just figured that out because we need to do that. And I love what you said about just like trying out those new things, those things that you might have tried in the past but you didn't like then, like you said, when you were growing up, you didn't like history and philosophy. Um, but so like, what made you decide to start? Like, how'd you start getting into that? You just kind of said that you did, but was it, did somebody introduce you to a book or do you remember, was there kind of a turning point or was it kind of just samples here and there? Well, if I look back in, in terms of my life, I was, um, exposed to philosophy at a young age. My grandfather was a very spiritual person. My dad taught me a lot of principles from philosophy. Uh, so from a spiritual context, also a religious con- uh, t- context as well. And there's a period of my life where I just totally, like when you're younger, when I'm, I was a kid, it really didn't hit me, right? When you're trying to teach a 12-year-old about philosophy and life and certain things, you're kind of like, okay, what's this about? But as you start to get through life and have life experiences, that's really what started to hit me. I'm like, I started to recall all these things that my dad taught me and my grandfather taught me. And then I started to say, this is really interesting. Where is this coming from? And then I did a little bit more research and and it was just a whole different world. And um, so it was more around, and especially now with, with today's society, with the way we are and the division and uh, the hatred that's happening, you know, philosophy. It's, 
just summed up is just a way of life. That's all it is. It's a way of life. And if you can find a way of life that works for you, that makes you more fulfilled, happier, healthier, um, and in the process, you can help someone else. That's that's kind of what I've I've kind of enlightened me, for example. That's really what drove me was, okay, how can I live a better life? And that's really what took me down this path. Yeah. Awesome. So I love what you said about um, the three things that you like that I don't remember exactly how you said it, but performance, achievement, and fulfillment. And I think what happens with entrepreneurs, especially, is we go into it with this goal of achievement, that there's Mm -hmm. something that we want to bring to the world, that we want to change our lives by doing, that we want to, um, you know, change the world that we're passionate about doing. And then we work on our performance in order to reach that achievement. And a lot of times it's that fulfillment piece that literally just gets dropped, Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I'll tell, I, I don't, haven't shared this story actually on the podcast It's a little bit personal, but, um, after, um, a divorce that I went through, um, after he left, I was sitting on the couch with my kids and I realized that I had no idea who I actually was. When I looked at myself, I had become, um, what I always thought he needed for me so that I could keep the marriage so that we could be happy. I thought that's what a wife did. You know, you, he says he makes a comment. So I changed myself to be what he wanted supposedly me to be, but in doing that, and I think we do this as entrepreneurs, we will become what our clients want us to be, what other people tell us we should be. You should do this because you'd make more money or whatever it is. And we just slowly chip away at who we are. And we wake up one day, like our listeners question, realizing that we're just an empty bucket that mm-hmm. if kicked would just blow in the wind. We just don't know who we are. And in the process of going through that, I actually almost, um, I almost accidentally took my own life during that time by taking some pills to sleep. I just wanted to, I got to the point where I just didn't want to think anymore. I wanted to sleep and I wanted the pain, the physical pain from the depression to go away. And when I woke up from that, um, realizing what could have happened, by taking that medication, um, it's, it's what triggered me to say, um, you need to make some changes and you need to figure this out. And I think it's best if we don't get to the point where we are so devastated in our life or something horrible and tragic happens to us to get to the point where we need to make this change. It needs to be something that if our listener right now is going, you know, I just have a happy life. I'm everything is great and wonderful. That's awesome. But are you going down the road of ending up somewhere where you're not happy? Is your business exactly what you wanted it to be? Are you living your life? Like you wanted it to be? Have you forgotten about your family? What, you know, look at the overall picture and make that actually part of your performance to reach your achievement is to make sure that you are being fulfilled. Yeah, absolutely. I think the big thing, the big lesson for me was it, it was decades of work and experience that has led me to where I am, where I talk about fulfillment very passionately because I truly believe in it. My dad was a person that was a big figure in our family. He was very, uh, he was just, he was a great dad, but he also had his challenges. He was a business owner. He suffered from alcoholism, but he was always there for us. Like we could always count on him when dad was, you know, sober and he was there. It's like our family was super safe. Um, but there was something inside of him where he wasn't fulfilled. Like I, you could just tell that something was just not right in his life. And he went to alcohol and that was his outlet. Unfortunately, he drank for 50 years of his life, 
pretty much almost 50 years. And he, as a result, his diabetes got worse and worse. And one day he just had a sudden heart attack and passed away. And it was a big hit to our family because his goal was to hit 65. That was his milestone. He came to, to Canada with $11 in his pocket, built a successful business, raised a successful family, um, didn't have any challenges with money eventually. And we were going to travel as a family. We, My parents, my brother and his family, me and my family, we were all going to go away when my dad hit 65 and do that as an annual thing because that that was his milestone. But he died at 64 and a half. And unfortunately, this is how we see a lot of people living their lives these days is going through and performing and achieving, performing, achieving. And he, this is one of the things that plagues us as entrepreneurs. We will reward ourselves or celebrate when we feel like we've earned it. But why would yeah? Why wouldn't we feel that way regardless, right? That's what life is really about, um, and so it's a real shift that people need to be making. Because here's here's the cool thing: is when you are fulfilled, when you feel more fulfilled, you will actually perform better, and if you perform better, you'll actually achieve more. So that cycle actually is completed by having more fulfillment in life. So. That's that's the thing that a lot of people don't get. But once they start feeling that, they'll be like, wow, they have a lot more energy. They have a lot more happiness in their life, a lot more joy. And when things don't go right, which they, it happens all the time, at least they still feel okay. They still feel good about themselves. There's this concept uh, in, in the mindfulness world where we talk about we're supposed to be human beings, but we're human doings now. And it's it's a different concept. And just being... Uh, if you if we sit in the moment, and just realize we're alive, we're able to take the breath. Um, we still have that moment, that life in us. Life, life is actually pretty good. Right. I'm sorry to hear about your father. That's that's a tragic story, but such a realism of where we are. There's so many times that I go to an event and I speak, and I have noticed that a lot of the speakers that I speak with, when you look in their eyes, there's nothing there. It's mm. almost like they have become this, you know, obviously they're way better speakers than me. And so they've reached this, you know, place of success and yet they're not happy. And we've talked about this on other episodes too, where people compare themselves to, you know, my first step to your 8,215 step. And we don't, we don't realize that in order to get to that over 8,000 steps that we don't have to forget who we are and we don't have to not be happy. Um, one of the biggest compliments that people give me all the time is they're like, you're always so happy. And I'm like going, but I'm really not that happy. But, you know, truly, I think inside I have an inner happiness. And one thing I noticed about you, Pradeep, is actually when you came on the screen, it was kind of funny because like, you're just so calm. Like you must <laughs> definitely be like way into the mindfulness thing, which I'm terrible at because I, I run at a very high vibration. Your vibration is very low. Like you're just like chill. Hey. <laughs> And maybe then that's that's the to me, it seems to me that you have this foundation of I have peace in my life and I am fulfilled, and that is your priority, which, like you said, it's cyclical. It'll make the performance and achievement happen along with it if you can find that joy in just every day. Mm -hmm. And I, from a young kid, for example, I uh, started practicing mindfulness and meditation. But it, it wasn't, life wasn't perfect because when my dad was drinking too much, that was a huge stress in our life because he was a big guy and he was loud. And sometimes if he woke up in the middle of the night, 
after drinking and he, he would have night terrors. It was like a bomb went off. So I was a real, you could say, I, I was the guy that the kid that was kind of stressed out. I always wonder, you know, how's everybody doing? And so that anxiety as a kid and learning to deal with that at a young age is what has led me to where I am today, where things, my wife's like, why don't you get stressed out? I'm like, I just, you know what, there's no point. It's not going to change anything, right? Worrying is not going to change anything. Being stressed out is not going to change anything. Um, I I tell people, trade your worry time for preparation time. If you're going to be worried about something that's going to happen, well, you're better off actually being prepared for it. So prep yourself. And you're going to learn a few things and you'll probably realize that what you're worrying about isn't actually going to happen when the time comes. So it's just a different approach in life. My husband's that way. He doesn't worry about anything. If he has a feeling he doesn't like, he just decides not to have it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that feeling. I'm not going to have it. And and it's, it, it, we have such a different life. So I just got married last October. Oh, congrats. uh, Thank you. And it's been really interesting because we are very different personality wise. I'm very high strung and he's very low key. Um, I came from a very difficult past and he came from this like fairy tale life. But I wonder though, if he reached that fairy tale life by having that same, uh, you know, I, I, I've not met anybody like him until now that he's just like, I, you, there's just no reason to worry. So I just don't like, that's so impressive. Actually, Nate, you're kind of like that a little bit. Some yeah, days actually, I can kind of see it, but mostly you're pretty chill too. Yeah. I was actually talking to a client yesterday and he's like, there are a lot of changes going on in your in, with this and everything. He goes, are you all right with all that? I go, yeah. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah. I go, I learned many years ago that we can't control what happens in the world around us, but what we can control is how we react to it. Yeah. And Absolutely. Like you said, Pradeep, it's, we can stress about things. We can have anxiety. And my, my grandpa said it the best. He goes, stressing about something is just worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet. He goes, why would you worry about some potential future that may or may not happen? And I was like, yeah, you're right. He goes, put a plan in place to make sure that the future ends up the way that you want it to. But if it doesn't, adapt, change, mm. overcome. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually feel so calm after talking to you. <laughs> Thank you so much for blessing us with your presence and especially your knowledge. Um, I love it. I'm going to actually, I'm, I'm going to put this in writing in front of my desk, create, trade your worry time for preparation time. That is brilliant. You should be quoted. You will be quoted. We're quoting you. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, it's great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the time here. Yeah, absolutely. We enjoyed you. I, I know I enjoyed what you had to say. Very good stuff. Um, I'm sure our listeners also loved what you had to say. If they want to find more about your knowledge and your wisdom and your calm vibration energy <laughs> that's opposite of Sheila, where can they find more of you, Pradeep? Well, they can go to uh, my website, which is pradeepsanga.com or social media channels. Um, my handle is typically at pradeepsanga. I actually just, uh, if, if you don't mind me just uh, throwing it out there for your audience too, is I wrote a book for specifically for men, because that's the niche that we work with. It's called The Complete Man. And if the audience is interested, you can go to completemanaudio.com and use the promo code VICTORY75, all one word, you'll get 75% off. And a lot of the stuff that I, I teach and I coach and I consult on is in that book. 
Awesome. awesome. As a man myself, I'm going to go check that out. So I may awesome. anyway myself. Um, yeah. You know, my Yes Women's Network is not just for women either. It's like <laughs> it's a thing. You know what I mean? You have to pick your target, and that's smart. Pick your target. We teach that in the marketing. You know, pick your target. That doesn't mean that a woman isn't going to go read your book, um, oh, but they yeah. can also find all of these links and this information on our website, themessybackend.com, as well. And so they can reach out to you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is a pleasure. to today's episode of the messy backend we know we know you can't get enough of us so have us on your podcast or have us speak at your next event visit the slash speaking and send us your event details it's true we love speaking and we also want to thank our sponsor yes women's network where you will find the connections you need to achieve your dreams Find out more at yeswomensnetwork.com. Also, our advertiser, PodServe FM. We couldn't do it without them. They get your podcast hosted and published quickly and easily. Visit them at podserve.fm slash messy to find out more. And a thank you to our advertiser, Thrivecart. They are the number one shopping cart software that grows your income from existing traffic with high converting checkout pages, upsells, and affiliate campaigns. Watch the video for how simple this cart solution is at themessybackend.com slash cart. Once again, don't miss an episode. Head on over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe today. Uh, I mean, today's podcasting day. Is it? Today's but, podcast day. We don't do anything podcasting else. Podcasting in the day, dating at night. That's that's how my. <laughs> did, did I say that right? Pradeep and you then did, yeah. last name Sanga. 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 Cool. For the um, first time, I was actually going to say it right without being told. Yeah, people <laughs> butchers names left and right. So if she butchers your name, <laughs> don't take offense to it. She messes my name up all the time too. I'm just like, all right.